welcome Question What is sacred? Another question appeared of what isn't sacred? I was washing my face in the morning and the bathroom I have is is small and the sink itself is small as well so I have to be very mindful of my movements especially doing things like washing my face brushing my teeth it's very easy for water to splash so it's almost a a mindful activity and as I carefully splashed water on my face the word sacred came to mind that even this simple act, something I do every day, a lot of the time unconsciously, but with the extra awareness of, you know, watching where the water splashed, careful movement, even this was sacred and perhaps it's not the it's not only the action that you can deem as sacred but the the awareness you bring to it that has the quality of sacredness where every moment there is only one moment but for the sake of language each moment that you experience each moment of awareness If you, if you were to put a word to it, which of course you can't do, but one of the words could be sacred. And immediately there was almost a cleansing almost a detox of
detox of of our unconscious acts that we do whether it's washing our hands or you know opening a door walking down the stairs it almost highlighted all of these acts all of these opportunities to be in that sacred energy that we don't have to do a formal meditation sitting to connect to this to realize what is there almost felt like a sign of going deeper into the present moment where big acts of action can sometimes be easier to recognize if you are aware or not there may be a very challenging action that needs to happen and it may be easily recognized that yeah, I need to perhaps elevate my awareness, I need to be present. But now, even the very simple and what the mind can label as insignificant, you know, opening a door or turning the key in your car even these simple actions are now being recognized and it's not that I've made these actions sacred but the sacredness has always been there and it's now being seen in these simple actions as well and for a moment there was there was a reaction to that there was perhaps a thought that said oh I need to continually be aware of these small actions I need to make sure I don't lose this new depth or this new this new level of awareness and again of course there are no levels in some respects And then there was a reaction to that. There was almost a tension in the body, in the head of, oh, I need to keep hold of this. 
and that is fine it is as long as it is recognized because it's just simply the mind reacting and when the mind reacts it's fine it's just the conditioning of the mind so the condition of my mind reacted to this it seems only usually a problem when this when you get lost in the reaction you become the reaction and it manifests within you there is commentary added to it there is emotions there is perhaps unhealthy physical sensations physical events your heart rate may start you may feel you know a headache may come on and the more this is seen the more the more you can pick up on the signals of the body when the body is is not liking what the mind is doing Are, are there to help as well and at some point the label of sacredness can you can allow it to dissolve it doesn't you almost don't need to label it anymore they, they can be helpful at first but and they almost dissolve on their own once once they're no longer needed it almost falls away on its own like almost like a leaf during autumn that just naturally drops away as part of that process Continuing on from coming towards the end of chapter 2 of A New Earth by we are reading by Eckhart Tolle and we left the book at the end of the feeling the inner body passage begin at forgetfulness of being ego is always identification with form seeking yourself and thereby losing yourself in some form forms are not just material objects and physical bodies more fundamental than the external forms 
things and bodies are the thought forms that continuously arise in the field of consciousness. They are energy formations, finer and less dense than physical matter, but they are forms nonetheless. What you may be aware of as a voice in your head that never stops speaking is the stream of incessant and compulsive thinking. When every thought absorbs your attention completely, when you are so identified with the voice in your head and the emotions that accompany it, that you lose yourself in every thought and every emotion, then you are totally identified with form and therefore in the grip of ego. Ego is a conglomeration of recurring thought forms and conditioned mental emotional patterns that are invested with a sense of I, a sense of self. Ego arises when your sense of beingness of I am, which is formless consciousness, gets mixed up with form. This is the meaning of identification. This is forgetfulness of being, the primary error, the illusion of absolute separateness that turns reality into a nightmare. And the next section is titled From Descartes' Error to Satra's Insight Apologies for the pronunciation <laughs> The 17th century philosopher Descartes regarded as the founder of modern philosophy gave expression to this primary error with his famous dictum, which he saw as primary truth, I think, therefore I am. This was the answer he found to the question, is there anything I can know with absolute certainty? He realised that the fact that he was always thinking was beyond doubt and so he equated thinking with being, that is to say identity, I am, with thinking. Instead of the ultimate truth, he had found the root of the ego, but he didn't know that. It took almost 300 years before another famous philosopher saw something in that statement that Descartes, as well as everybody else, had overlooked. His name was John Paul Satter. He looked at Descartes' statement 
I think, therefore I am, very deeply and suddenly realised in his own words, the consciousness that says I am is not the consciousness that thinks. What did he mean by that? When you are aware that you are thinking, that awareness is not part of thinking. It is a different dimension of consciousness and it is that awareness that says I am. If there were nothing but thought in you, you wouldn't even know you are thinking. You would be like a dreamer who doesn't know he is dreaming. You would be as identified with every thought as the dreamer is with every image in the dream. Many people still live like that, like sleepwalkers trapped in old dysfunctional mindsets that continuously recreate the same nightmarish reality. When you know you are dreaming, you are awake within the dream. Another dimension of consciousness has come in. The implication of Satter's insight is profound, but he himself was still too identified with thinking to realise the full significance of what he had discovered, an emerging new dimension of consciousness. passage is titled The Peace That Passes All Understanding. There are many accounts of people who experienced that emerging new dimension of consciousness as a result of tragic loss at some point in their lives. Some lost all of their possessions others their children or spouse, their social position, reputation or physical abilities, in some cases through disaster or war, they lost all of these simultaneously and found themselves with nothing. We may call this a limit situation Whatever they had identified with, whatever gave them their sense of self, had been taken away. Then suddenly and inexplicably the anguish or intense fear they initially felt gave way to a sacred sense of presence, a deep peace and serenity and complete freedom from fear.
This phenomenon must have been familiar to St. Paul, who used the expression, the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. It is needed, it is indeed a peace that doesn't seem to make sense, and the people who experienced it asked themselves, in the face of this, how can it be that I feel such peace? The answer is simple. Once you realize what the ego is and how it works, when forms that you had identified with that gave you your sense of self collapse or are taken away, it can lead to a collapse of the ego since ego is identification with form. When there is nothing to identify with anymore, who are you? When forms around you die or death approaches, your sense of beingness of I am is freed from its entanglement with form. Spirit is released from its imprisonment in matter. You realize your essential identity as formless, as an all-pervasive presence, of being prior to all forms, all identifications. You realize your true identity as consciousness itself, rather than what consciousness has identified with. That's the peace of God. The ultimate truth of who you are is not I am this or I am that, but I am. Not everybody who experiences great loss also experiences this awakening, this disidentification from form. Some immediately create a strong mental image or thought form in which they see themselves as a victim, whether it be of circumstances, other people, an unjust fate or God. This thought form and the emotions it creates, such as anger, resentment, self-pity and so on, they strongly identify with and it immediately takes place of all the other identifications that have collapsed through the loss. In other words, the ego quickly finds a new form. The fact that this new form is deeply unhappy is a deeply unhappy one doesn't concern the ego too much, as long as it has an identity, good or bad. In fact, this new ego will be more contracted, more rigid and impenetrable than the old one. Whenever tragic loss occurs, you either resist or you yield. Some people become bitter or deeply resentful. Others become compassionate, wise and loving.
Yielding means inner acceptance of what is. You are open to life. Resistance is an, inter, is an inner contraction, a hardening of the shell of the ego. You are closed. Whatever action you take in a state of inner resistance, which we could also call negativity, will create more outer resistance and the universe will not be on your side. Life will not be helpful. If the shutters are closed, the sunlight cannot come in. When you yield internally, when you surrender, a new dimension of consciousness opens up. If action is possible or necessary, your action will be in alignment with the whole and supported by creative intelligence, the unconditioned consciousness which in a state of inner openness you become one with. Circumstances and people then become helpful, cooperative, coincidences happen. If no action is possible, you rest in the inner peace. You rest in the peace and inner stillness that come with surrender. You rest in God. And that brings us to the end of chapter two. And that means I will be watching the Oprah podcast on a new earth where Eckhart takes you through each chapter and there are questions and answers from those calling in and I find it's quite a useful recap. It's useful to go into these explanations that have been shared. And this can be found on, I believe any podcast platform, if you were to search um, Oprah and A New Earth, should come up for you. Just a few moments to rest as we as we just finish reading those words. And allow what has been read to to absorb into your awareness so no no need to remember no need to grasp anything not sure which spiritual teacher mentioned this but 
mentioned when listening to spiritual teachings or pointers just simply allow it to, to pass through you and whatever you need to hear or be reminded about whatever lesson or pointers those will naturally stick with you those will and what's not needed in this moment or can always come back almost like pouring water through a colander you know, what's left what's left behind in the colander is what what is needed for you so there's no no need to capture everything and hold on to it and remember your awareness or it may be attracted or connect to a certain pointer more than the others and you can just allow that process to happen one sentence that stuck out to me towards the end there was about the inner resistance to things and he used the analogy of the the shutters being closed so when we are in resistance when we are closed to everything then the outer the external is also closed you may find that you may not get any help externally but when your energy is open when you yield when you surrender then you are almost accepting the flow of the river the flow of life the unfolding and you're flowing with the current with the flow and you are open to new energies and it says the universe here will work with you and will assist you instead of the resistance phase where it's perhaps it's something like swimming upstream Thank you for joining me for today's episode I wish you well in this moment and I'll speak to you again very soon